Hi, welcome to another episode of Reflections with Olajumo Care. How are you? Oh, it's been a while, isn't it? Yes, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I've been busy with life, but we're back. Um, so in this particular episode, I'll be sharing the other part of the discussions I had with my friends and sisters um, regarding our journey into womanhood. Uh, we talked about um, our experiences growing up in Nigeria, uh, transition into UK, our teen years, our challenges as, um, as well, the challenges we face as women. And it was quite an interesting and insightful conversation. And I felt people should learn from from these wonderful women because um, I always say this, we are a product of our past and every of the decisions or our life experiences helps us to make decisions for today and tomorrow. So I'm really looking forward to sharing this with you. These women um, are quite important to me, like I said in the previous episode. Popola uh, is um, my childhood friend of over 25 years. Uh, we known each other from primary school and we've joined life together. Um, Simi is my baby sister. She's, uh, I've known her all her life really. And um, I'm like a second mommy to have teaser with that. Priscilla, um, it, actually her name, all the name is Simi, but she's also a sister from another mother. And I'm really so proud of this young woman and proud of how she's been able to navigate herself in life and being able to, um, I'm so proud of who she is now and the woman she's grown into. Wura and Doi are sisters and um, I've known them for about five, six years now. These ladies are so wonderful, very creative. Every time I have conversations with them or meet with them, I'm always challenged to be a better version of myself in my creative world, in quote. And also Oluchi. Oluchi is a wonderful lady who's doing amazing things in her profession. And I got to know her through Bobola and um, and I've just felt oh this lady needed to be in this conversation. I really wanted people to see her. She's very calm and very cool the way she talks. So don't let me say too much. Stay tuned and listen to this conversation. And um, so the first question is, uh, we're all Nigerians, and I think all of us were born outside Europe. So we're all born in Nigeria, except if I don't know about anybody else. So what was it like growing up in Nigeria for you? What was it like? Um, Priscilla, do you want to go first? What was it like growing up in Nigeria? Uh, For me, growing up in Nigeria, I grew up in Lagos, which... I think when you grow up in Lagos, it's a different setting compared to probably if you grew up somewhere else. Um, so it was very lively. Um, I was the only girl, so I was surrounded by my brother and then a lot of cousins. Um, there were males as well. So every day was always very exciting, um, exciting for me. And I enjoyed going to school from like when I was very young. 
Um, and yeah, I think I really did enjoy it, and I definitely feel that it shaped the person that I am today. Oh wow! So when you said you enjoyed it, what? Because I've been to Lagos a couple of times as a child as well. What? 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 What in particular were were the things you enjoyed growing up in in Lagos? Because Lagos has changed now it compared to when you were growing up. Yeah. Um. So when when I was growing up, we lived on the mainland, which definitely felt more neighborly, if that's the word for it. So we knew all our neighbors and mm. sort of knew everybody on the street. We also had like cousins that lived not too far or even lived in other parts of Lagos. So I, I suppose that made it exciting um, in terms of then technology wasn't exactly like the thing. So the only way for us to have fun was for all the kids to come downstairs and to meet each other and to go to each other's houses and play. And then we get excited when something new happens in somebody else's house. Like if somebody's dad brought a new TV, everybody's going to go to that house. Just gonna look at the new TV um, and just moments <laughs> like that. So yeah, I think I think that's why I enjoy just being around so many people um, and then all growing together. Yeah. Oh wow, kind of bring reminiscences to me as well. Uh, Doi, I think you grew up in Lagos as well. Yep. Am I right? Okay. So how was um, it? How was Lagos? So I, I was only in Nigeria, Lagos for 11 years and a lot of it was spent with family um we yeah we did a lot of so yeah my prime yeah we did a lot of growing up with our cousins um yeah so Nigeria for me was fun Lagos was fun I my primary school days were very very interesting got into like the brownies and yeah it was all fun and games for me Lagos because yeah I was a child shielded and just yeah so it was always family and um, yeah, we got involved in every every activity we could. My mum made sure of that. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Wow. Uh, well, Lagos ladies. Um, Bobola, I know we grew up south <laughs> south of Lagos. South of Lagos. Was it was it a similar experience for you, or was it slightly different? I think it's a very large extent. If you, now the girls have been talking about growing up with family cousins. I think it was in that sense it was quite similar that we grew up with. Um, let me say, from my own from my experience, my parents were not the kind of parents that would allow us to play on the street or to go play with the neighbors. They were okay if people came to our house to play. So I didn't I didn't get to play maybe a lot with the neighbors and then living in your own um, we didn't live like in a block of flats or anything we lived we lived in our own house so we had to like we had to go to a neighbor's house we had to walk it in distance but it was still very we had a lot of friends in school so in school we played with a lot of friends and then for the holidays our cousins would come home because you know the usual thing in nigeria from if you live in lagos when it's christmas or easter you come home to, to your hometown or, 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 or wherever it is, your village, some people say. So then we had cousins come over. Um, and then growing up in Ife, um, okay, I, we moved to Ife when, when I was like nine, eight, somewhere there. So we had lived in, in Okobo before that, which is another um, another city. Um, it, was, it, was, it was quite interesting still. It was, it was fun. We... we we had cousins come over and then we had cousins live with us as well, like uncles and aunties who lived with us. So it was very family oriented as well. Uh, for me. Mm. And a lot of school. We oh, had to focus on school. 
And I think that's kind of similar to me, my experience and Simi's experience as well. But probably Simi will be a bit younger. She might not remember us having a lot of family members around because we're going to talk about our experience later. But Oluchi, did you have similar experiences as well? Or yours was slightly different from ours? Because I think every one of us grew up with a large families, sort of. I, I thought there's some similarities because okay, I grew up in Lagos as well. Um, and I wow. grew up, um, I mean, I'm the first child, but in the same sense, I had friends. They were like very close family friends that my parents had at the same time. And we, I felt like, we, I feel like we all grew up together. So it's somewhat similar, I would say, in that way. I think for, for us mostly Nigerians, I think family is something very important that we don't appreciate until when we come into this other side of the world and we see how people live in isolation, mm. especially That's families. And um, which is quite interesting. Uh, going to my next question, like for some of us on this platform, some of us came quite young, probably let's say between age six and 12. So, how was that in a way? How was that transition for you? So, let me start with Simi because I think she came when she was around six. So, did you feel the same experience? When I was in Nigeria, I think um, my experience was very similar to what everyone else has said about being around cousins, being around family. Um, the most exciting times when you when I got to be with my. Um, my three cousins who were very similar ages to me when I was in Nigeria in Ife. Um, so those were the ones I'll play with and I lived with them whilst um, my mom was in the UK and my siblings were in university briefly in Nigeria as well. Um, so when I moved to the UK, it was definitely um, a bit lonelier because um, I somehow became an only child. So <laughs> I have two other siblings, obviously my sister, Joaquin, and my older brother, Leke as well. When I moved to the UK, um, they weren't around much. My brother was in college, and also, um, being that we had huge age differences as well, um, home was very different because back in Nigeria, I was used to being my cousins, went to school, we went to school together, um, went to primary school together, we played together after school. So when we moved to the UK, the first few years, it was quite lonely at home. But luckily at school, I had some um, Nigerian um, children as well who were the same year or the same age as around six years old, seven years old, who had recently moved to the UK. Their moms were also nurses as well. So it didn't make moving here so lowly um, when I was at school. It didn't feel so, so different because I had other children around me who were children of immigrants as well. They were immigrants too. And we spoke the same way. Um, when I was at home, it was very different because I didn't really have many people to play with at home. So I watch TV, I'll come back. And mom didn't really let me play outside with other kids if they came to knock on the doors. I'm sure if you grew up in the UK, used to neighbours trying to knock on the doors or can someone play outside? My mom wasn't really used to that, so I really couldn't play outside with them. So it was very, definitely lonely at home, but school was a bit, was all right. I actually enjoyed school because I had kids who were also Nigerian with me as well, but very different um, if I was still Nigerian with my cousins. Yeah, very different living from Nigeria to the UK. That's interesting, isn't it? What about doing doing? How, I know you came in when you were ten or eleven. Did you yeah, moving here was fun. Time? I was I was excited because I was just I didn't think I knew what 
was happening really but I was just excited to yeah to be in a new space and I got into school fairly quickly and just adapted I think I was so keen on just learning about the the new culture I was just yeah I was just keen on the new the newness of it all and luckily I got into a girls school that um um yeah so my girls school was it was it was not very mixed it was predominantly Asian people but I didn't feel I didn't feel so out of place because I found a group of friends or well, a group of girls that would you know that just welcomed me and yeah so it was, secondary school was really it was fun it was, it was it was good for me and obviously there were a few instances where you know it was highlighted that you're you're an immigrant you know but um generally it was it was a good welcome I would say okay Wiradi, did you have the same? I know you're sisters anyway, but one thing I've learned is, although you might be sisters, but you might have different lived yeah, experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but also, personalities are different, so we definitely had different experiences, I would say. Um, one thing I have to say is, moving here, it, it was exciting. Um, the reality was different from what I anticipated, I have to say. One thing that everyone said growing up in Nigeria was that element of family. And for us, luckily, we have an aunt here who was so determined to just make us feel welcome. And so she threw everything at us. If we needed a getaway, she didn't live in London, so she lived just outside of London. But if we needed a break, we knew we could go to hers and it was like the fun place to be. And she would take us out or all the restaurants that we'd never been to. So it was nice to still feel that element of family. But also one thing that my mom did really well in Nigeria was we were sort of the hub. So everyone came to us. And so even moving to this country, it didn't change that much because even though we didn't have blood cousins here, a lot of Doyne's friends, a lot of my friends from school, they felt at ease coming to us. So before we knew it, we had this sisterhood of just girls and friends. And our house was always for girls from church, girls from school. So we quickly found community and and that was special as well as for school i quickly realized that bright students clever students are not the popular ones in this country it's quite the contrary because in nigeria if you were clever you were sort of you know the star of the show but in this country was different and for me that was a that was a bit of a shock and then also things like accents being different I think I was quite I was quite a shy person and quite self-conscious as well. So I quickly kind of just quietened myself because I didn't want to be laughed at, which is probably not the way to go. But then again, I had no coaching. I had no one to tell me, you know, accents are different around the world. But either way, it was quite a transition. But altogether, I would still say it was a pleasant one because I was excited for the change. Wow, that was interesting, isn't it? So I I first came to this country when I was about 16. I, I came with my baby sister, Simi, and I had to go back to school. So in a way, my teen years, I was kind of in and out of UK and been in Nigeria. So and it was, I would say for me, my teen years was interesting because I was, I was thrown into that adult world quickly, being in nursing school and all that. 
And looking back now, I realized that probably I didn't, well, probably it was a blessing, but I didn't have much escapades that most teens had. So I don't know if you guys had anything interesting about your teen years that you want to share that probably UK or Nigeria that stood out for you. Escapades. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's start with No, you know Obana. I don't have any escapades. <laughs> that one just, it, it connotes like, oh, you know, you're hiding out of your house at night or something. When I hear escapades, I think things like that. Um, you know, there's some things people do when they're, t- they're teenagers, isn't it? They're like, oh, yeah, we did all I that. Did. I never had that. Yeah, I wish I I also, did, I'm trying to think. <laughs> what did we do? We didn't have escapades, did we? <laughs> Nothing much. Not, not no, much. Well, not really. Not did much. We? Well, I did, funny <laughs> enough. Well, um, so, similar to what um, Bora and Donnyet said, you know, um, growing up um, Nigerian and Nigerian British at the same time, and having a Nigerian parent, um, Nigerian rules in the UK is very different. So obviously, like I mentioned, in primary school, I, um, kids would come out, uh, knock on the door and say, oh, can Simi come to play? Mom would be like, oh, no, Simi's not at home. When I'm upstairs, feeling well at home. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to go to the next like, 10 years, but sometimes I'm like, okay, you know what? I want to play out with friends or um, I know that after secondary school in particular, because Secondary school was a huge transition for me. Um, primary school where I had a lot of Nigerian friends, um, people I said spoke like me, but secondary school was very different because I was one of the only four black girls in my year. Um, I also have a long name. Um, I went to an area which there weren't many um, Nigerians or Africans in the school. So a lot of people were white or from Caribbean um, background as well. So it was very hard to transition from that um, in a different cultural background. So I think that's when I knew that I was definitely Nigerian I was African I was definitely told every day or every week at least that you're Nigerian or you're African and it was also a huge transition too but um learning to um find identity in that kind of setting especially in your teenage years where you're different um where you look different but also your culture is different as well so from that you know friends were asking me why can't you come to the Halloween party when I'm Christian I'm Nigerian we don't celebrate Halloween right and I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm just ill today or I just can't go. Or, oh, Simi, why don't you come in after school to play with us or hang out? And then sometimes I'd be like, oh, mom, I'm in after school club, but I'm playing out with friends. I know that mom wouldn't want me to play outside, um, outside of school. So I had to learn to coin or, I don't know, change the way my story sometimes to fit into the mold um, at home or at school. So I was very different from, yeah, my personality was very different from when I was at home and best when I was at school. I was very naughty as well, like what Amura was saying, you know, being um, smart sometimes in some schools you go to in the UK isn't seen as cool and I realised that in secondary school, so I changed my personality a lot when I was at school, I became a bit naughtier, I just tried, I don't know, it was just, it's a whole mess, but um, it was very definitely difficult being Nigerian and going to an area where it was pointed out to me that you are Nigerian and you are full black and you know you are a bit different or I don't know it was very interesting but I definitely learned to change personalities depending on the environment I was being that you know I, yeah I had that different background in school and oh. at home but yeah definitely changing my personality was one of the ways I had to learn and adapt to kind of still make friends at school and still kind of be be Nigerian at home as well yeah Can I wow, add something, that's interesting. sis? That's interesting. Um, um, I mean, I, w- I think I was quite a yeah, goody yeah. two 
escapades go, what we mostly did was like go on linkage, which is essentially when you meet up with boys, maybe in the shopping mall or wherever, and then you tell your you tell your parents that you're going to your friend's house. That was probably the most. That was the hot thing back then, going on these, I guess you call them dates now, but I mean, not doing much, but just mm. hanging out with the boys because, yeah, it was fun to do and it was, yeah, it was silly. For me, it was, I didn't, I didn't do many links. I was more with my friends. So what we'd do is, um, there was a high street from school and I had, a, I had two options of buses. One would get me home quicker. The other one takes longer. It goes round the gaff. What it means, I get to spend more time with my friends. So we will literally like finish school from like three thirty, walk around mm. the whole high street, just acting a fool, like literally doing the most, just being good for like we're just doing all sorts. Um, it was so much fun, and it will get on the bus, and it will be so loud on the top of the bus, top decker of the bus in London. It was fun. Like, I, oh, it was just so much fun. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, there was one time as well. We were lucky to get in, um, into an active youth group at church. And there was one time we usually went on retreats. And there was one retreat we went on. And when we go on retreats, we, they obviously get us doing activities. And one of the activities I did was mountain biking. I'm this excited person. So excited to be on the bike. Oh. But guess what I did when I was going downhill? I didn't apply my brakes. So I literally tumbled over a girl, cut my lips, and oh, my God. dad didn't really want me to go on the trip. And so when I had to be rushed to the hospital, he was like, see, see. <laughs> but it was just, it was so much fun. Um, obviously, this is just me. Yeah. Yeah. Nigerian girl in London. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> now I'm okay. longing for escapades. Am I too old for that? <laughs> Possibly. Oh, let's hear from Oluchi and Priscilla. I think theirs might be theirs might be quite different because they were in Nigeria. Isn't yeah, it? I mean it was it's quite different. I would say in the sense that most of the at least for me, I went to a boarding school, and even even going to a boarding school, my boarding school was quite different. And <clears throat> I, I I would say that when we came home, I only I think we only went home like six weeks interval when you're back in school again and during that period it's like even when you meet up with friends from your school like i mean your parents know you're going to meet up with friends from school like it was a very different kind of life i would say um and i i would say that like i mean in and in, in the boarding school as well my boarding school was different they had like rules a lot of rules but I wouldn't call it escapade in that sense. Like the amount of rules that you had, <laughs> there wasn't. Really there wasn't escaping. <laughs> Maybe exa- exactly. So I, I really was well, a very different kind of ball game entirely. I would say. I would say that there was more structure to it. It was like there was this framework, mm. and you had to follow that framework rather than discover, like. Mm. That's what I would say. Yourself. There was a structure to how you, how life was meant to be as a teen, kind of. At least going through the boarding school kind of thing. Um, I also went to okay. school. I think the differences that school I went to was mixed. Um, so yeah, in terms of like when I was at home, I didn't really do much because um, we didn't have midterm breaks. So it was just like a month to stay at home. So a lot of times I was just simple, but when we're in school, I think definitely 
um, we just had a lot of activities and people did go on, I suppose, um, escapades in terms of like, because the boy hostel, um, obviously the hostel where the boy stay and the hostel when the girl stays are the different, but we would care and we would have like moments where the girls would run in the middle of the night to stay in front of the boys' hostel and then you have like security guards like chasing them or go like to, to the um, the teachers' courses and sort of hide there because no one's gonna come to them um just to go and see the boys and talk to the boys um and things like that. And I think when we got to senior school then everybody used to fall ill because the clinic was where the boys stayed. So everybody was like in year 11 year 12 every girl was sick after dinner so after dinner everybody had to go take some medicine in the clinic just so they could see their boyfriend so that was the life we had <laughs> oh wow that's interesting isn't it that when you look back into your life and teen years you, you realize that your teen years are years whereby you you just it's just that you don't have any how do i say responsibilities or any cares, you just want to explore more about the world. But if you're in a structured environment as well, mm-hmm. shape is how you see the world, mm-hmm. isn't it? And growing up, finding your identity, you start thinking. I think for me, uh, coming to my next question is when I, I, I think just about when I was in school of nursing, my late teens, I started thinking about what does it mean to be a woman? because I was surrounded by people older than me and some of the things they were talking about, thinking, oh gosh, nobody gave me like a book to read about this thing. So it was like a self-discovery for me to discover, to know more about myself as a woman. And um, I did a session, I did a podcast recently talking about what it means to be a woman. And I just want to ask each and anyone who wants to start first, that what does it mean for you now Reflecting on your life, what does it mean to be a woman now in, in this 21st century? How do you see yourself as a woman? Oh, Babola. Do you want me to go first? Um, I would say growing up in Nigeria, apart from the fact that, okay, you're in an environment that's very patriarchal, and so women are usually, when, when we talk about women, they're talking about them in terms of them being mothers, in, in terms of them being wives. And... Um, I was that kind of person that would, you know, the one that the p- typical African mother would say, hey, will you find husband like this? I was that kind of, because I had these ideas in my head, I could do anything I wanted and all of those. And they didn't really sound like what women were used to doing in, in Nigeria. But um, uh, moving here and all of that has just, for me, being a woman now is just being who God has created you to be without necessarily maybe fitting into a mold. Yes, our things are very peculiar to us as we to us as women mm. that are inbuilt the way God has designed it to be. But I've learned that women we come in different forms and different shapes, personalities. And so the most important thing is being the woman that God has called you to be. Even if that doesn't fit the mold of wherever you live. Mm. Um, so for me that that is my definition of being a woman now. Like um yeah, being the woman that God has called you to be. If you are the kind of person that feel that I want to be a mother, I want to have 10 children, and you feel it in your spirit, then please go ahead and, and do that. And if I'm the woman that I want one because I want to chase my career, I should feel free 
to be that person. Maybe there's something in me that God wants to put out there. In the person as a mother to 10 children, maybe there's something that she has that God wants her to deposit in her children. So for me, that has become my, like being the woman that God has created you to be, pursuing your purpose in your heart, what you know that you're called to do. And doing that, yeah, to the best of your ability. That would be what I would say. Yeah, I would say I would say um, something similar to Bola. Like, I think being a woman without without any box, you know, with all the things that I believe God has placed in me. Luckily, I, growing up for me, there was never a. I didn't feel the sense that, oh, you're a woman, you can't do this, or you're you, you know you're a girl, you can only do this. My my parents didn't. There was never really that sense, and even with the whole. Um, you were raised to be a wife and conditioned to be a wife. I didn't necessarily feel that. I think there was always this, they instilled in us the, the desire to dream and to go after and achieve as much as we were capable of. So for me, being a woman is embracing all of my femininity. And I consider myself to be quite feminine. So I'm all about the girly things. I'm all about looking right. I'm all about dressing dressing up if the occasion calls for it but I'm also all about building myself up and making sure that I am really growing um I I think over the years like coming coming up to my 30s and I just realized the need to do some internal work and and it's ongoing and it's continuous so for me it's that constant evolving and constant soul searching and making sure that every day I'm being better than I was the day before and um yeah it's just a, it's a process that I definitely think I, I I like to embrace all of and part of my femininity is also being you know being hospitable being a hostess I like to organize events I like to gather people mm. and for me if that's what makes me a woman then yes I embrace it of course I know not every woman is wired that way but personally that's that is what womanhood is to me Wow, what an interesting conversation. (laughs) I hope you were able to learn one or two things. I'm really sorry about the interference with the recording. Uh, It's just because of internet and because we were also in different geographical locations. So I think there was a bit of delay. But it it was quite an insightful conversation for me. Um, Hopefully, I will be releasing the second part of that conversation next week by God's grace. In the meantime, if you have any comments or feedback, you can contact me via my email, which is info.reflections with at gmail.com. You can also follow me on my social media pages for notification when I release the next uh, episode. Um, Twitter is reflections underscore Ola and um, Instagram is reflections underscore Till I come your way again, remain blessed. Bye. Thank you.